mean, because at the end of the day, you may be having a bad day, but what is it about? Is it because something happened financially? Okay, so you're having a horrible day. Your girlfriend dumped you. This happened. This happened. But then you find $10,000. Are you still having a bad day? You know what? You know what my brother said he used to pimp? My god brother used to pimp. I love, one of my god brothers used to pimp. I love him to death. You know yeah. what he said? My chick at the time, we just broke up. He said, L, you know, I know it hurts, man. Don't trip. I mean, that's normal. He said, but don't have your head down because if you have your head down when the real woman come, you ain't going to be able to see her because your head down. Wow. That's powerful. That's pimping. That's pimping. <laughs> Welcome to the Blitz Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. I mean, you know, it's funny, though, because they got something going on where, like, if you call it a case, a weed case, then <clears throat> they'll help you get, like, I think some type of dispensary or something like that. I don't know. Did you ever hear about that? Not yet, but I know there's going to be a lot of changes now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember back in the day, right, they used to bust people for selling weed. Mm -hmm. Like, you could go to jail for a long time selling weed. Right. Mm -hmm. Just a seed. Right. Yeah, down south, they catch you with a seed. They, I heard your ass was out. Yeah. And, and you know, all because it was just illegal, you know? Yeah, I remember I sold a sack of weed to an undercover, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> How did that go? So, this would happen. Uh, but it's, see, but the funny thing is, I feel like I love people and I like to meet people. So, I just look, now in retrospect, I know what that was for. Okay. You know. So, you're learning the lessons. But in retrospect, I know I don't know who I'm gonna meet. I know I may have to be somewhere, but I don't know who I'm gonna meet when I get there. Okay. But I'm not selling weed or no drugs no more to find yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. out. Yeah. Don't get that back now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was right before my birthday. It was like two days. It was my I was turning 21, I think, on Sunday. It was Friday. I never forget this. I had all the bottles because one of my partners, you know, he gave me some bottles. I used to give him some weed for some bottles, like Moet, good shit, Hennessy, <laughs> and he juiced me. I got bottles, you know, bottles. Like, <laughs> So I'm just sipping Moet, and then somebody wanted some weed, and he looked kind of funny. I just gave him some weed. The white van pulled up. Oh, man. oh shit. That motherfucker <laughs> swung open. They bounced out. One of them came. I couldn't, they was running hella fast. I punched one of them in the chest, and it didn't hurt. You know why? He had a vest. vest. He had a vest on. <laughs> Man, boom, slam me. White lady, don't fucking move. <laughs> don't fucking move. You want to resist? You want to resist? I looked at my, they had my partner by his neck. <laughs> I, I didn't know Magneto came in black. That brother was levitating. Magneto? <laughs> so when I went to jail, right? I met, it's his dude named Judge Horace Wheatley. Shout out to Judge Horace Wheatley. He looked like Santa Claus if he could be black with some real thick glasses. <laughs> and he had a diversion program that if you went to, if it was your first time um, of catching a case, mm. all you had to do was go back to school, pass the program, and then your record would be expunged. It's amazing. Wow. There you go. And wow. I had to get some of my books from Marcus Bookstore down the street from my mm -hmm. house because he was, you know, people of that level, you know, a judge, a black bookstore owner, they all in the same circle of the elite black right. people of the town, mm. you know, and I told her what happened, you know, the books, you know, and it was cool. And, you know, I used to go get the books. She's like, yeah, tell Horace. I said, it was, you know, they, she could call him by his first name. Yeah. I can't go to court. Like, hey, Horace, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wheatley or Judge yeah. Wheatley, you know, so that, and we still good to this day. That's, That's awesome. awesome. You're definitely protected. Yes. Yeah, so Divinely still, protected. Still protected. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know what was amazing, though? When I seen certain people, right, that, you know, because when you go to court, it's a bunch of people, part of the program, like it's school court. Wow. You check in with a PO, a probation officer, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I seen this dude on the bus, and this really saddened me. He said, uh, I said, you been going to school? He said, man, F Judge Wheatley. You know what I'm saying? You trying to make me go to school. I go to school on my own. 
if you won't go to jail, I mean, if you won't go to school to stay out of jail, then you're not going to go to school on your own. So I'm thinking in retrospect, I didn't understand it at that time, but I'm thinking maybe that brother couldn't read. Mm. That's true. Yeah. It was like a defense uh, mechanism. mechanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like just instead of him admitting he can't read, he'd rather just basically say, I'm not going to school. And like you said, the alternative was maybe he mm -hmm. has to go to jail. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. Man, that's yeah. sad. Wow, but but another divine protection and, and another lesson. You yeah. mentioned that. Mm -hmm. You said it seems like all the adversity that you went through, you kind of learned from all of it. Yeah, is that is that true? Well, you know what? When I think about adversity, like I don't have like a black cloud cloud just storming on me. Yeah, you know. So if I'm finding a road bump or something like that, I kind of look at it like, okay, I've been winning. It's just a bad day. Mm. That's a good mindset. I though. like that. Yeah, like I'm just having a bad day, but it ain't really that bad. Like my bad days, like if I'm having a bad day, it got to really be a bad day. Right. Where'd you pick that up from? It's just life. Life. Okay. Life. Because I mean, there's people that's really out here. Like my mother wasn't on crack cocaine. Some right. people's mothers was on mm, crack cocaine. Right, right. Mm. You know, like when you when you come from loving places and mm -hmm. stuff like that, like a lot of people, like you could get with somebody right now, right? They have hangups in their personal life or something like that that might spill over. And when I say get with, I'm not even talking about so much just romance. Some people don't know how to be friends because they were never taught that. Right. Mm. Right. That's a good point. You have a lot of, I think, self-compassion within yourself. I when you to. You said, oh, just having a bad day. Yeah. I not mean, beat yourself up for a long time. Yeah. yeah I mean, because at the end of the day, you may be having a bad day, but. What is it about? Is it because something mm. happened financially? Okay, so you're having a horrible day. Your girlfriend dumped you. This happened. This right. happened. But then you find $10,000. Are you still having a bad day? No. All right, right. Oh, no. Perception. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You won't find that money unless you're trying to turn it into a positive either. True indeed. You know what? You know what my brother said? He used to pimp. My god brother used to pimp. I love, <laughs> one of my god brothers used to pimp. I love him to death. You yeah. know what he said? My Chick at the time, we just broke up. He said, L, you know, I know it hurts, man. Don't trip. I mean, that's normal. Mm -hmm. He said, but don't have your head down because if you have your head down, when the real woman come, you ain't going to be able to see her because your head down. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. I love that. That's pimping. That's pimping. <laughs> That's pimping. <Yeah. pimpin. laughs> Spitting wow. some wisdom, right? But wow. it's real though. Yeah, yeah. it is. One hundred percent. I like that. I asked him what it, what was better to be loved or feared. You know what he said? Love, because when people love you, they fear losing you. Oh. Mm. If you're feared, they'll they, whack you as soon as they get the opportunity. Yeah, because they love seeing you go. When people right. fear you, they love seeing you go. Right. They don't want to be around you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, so you mentioned you're, you're fasting. Yes. How come? Oh, diabetic, and I'm just trying to get my numbers under. But mm -hmm. I have to build up resistance. Plus, it's just a great thing. To be honest, every day I wake up, God is saying, oh, you going to do the raw food thing today? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> and I think I know what fasting is for. Yes. I think fasting is so then you could actually hear God's voice on what you're supposed to be doing and know what you're supposed to be doing as far as like hearing the clarity and then the voice of justification. The voice of justification is the devil. Anytime you could justify something that you're not supposed to do and then try to make it right within self and is going against self, that is the devil's voice. Yeah. It always makes so much sense though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like you're going against yourself. Like prime example. Say like yeah. if I got a partner, right? And he backdoor me with a chick, right? Then I see his chick, the instinct would be like, well, you know, you fuck my bitch, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah. fuck his bitch. You know? Did you hear what I said? Wait, what is sorry? Backdoor. Back <laughs> I'm gonna say it to Clint. Say like I'm somewhere and a dude, my friend, tries you know, he has to sleep with his girlfriend. Okay. Okay. And then I see his girlfriend later on the average, the, the, you I, know, the I average mind would be like, man, I might try to holler at his chick because he did mine. Right. right. The devil's voice is, well, you know, eye for an eye, two for two. I yeah. mean, he'll do it to you. I mean, he's really not a friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, she does seem nice. I mean, your girl ran off. I mean, maybe y'all could, but right is right. And wrong is wrong. Mm -hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you got to get away from that. And I think with fasting, if you start paying attention to your diet more, like do what God is telling you throughout your 
your diet because you have to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that you actually have to do. Right. If you have discipline over what you put in your mouth, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As far as like eating, because you have to eat sometime mm-hmm. a day, you'll constantly be a reminder. Oh, is this on the list? Is this on the list? If not, then you know what it is. Yeah. So I, I want to say a few things on that. Number one, they say peace starts on the plate. You know, you are what you eat. What okay. you put in there is how you're going to feel. Is how you're going to function. Right. Uh, and then another thing you say, God, um, I'm not religious, but if you put bad stuff in your body, it affects your mood. It affects your connection to, let's say, God, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, the other thing about fasting. So we're all addicted to food, especially in this country. It's the country of gluttony, of excess, yep, everything, yep, right? You yep, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so I started fasting about two and a half years ago, intermittent yeah. fasting. What I, you know, I used to be like, hang, you know, people talk, oh, I'm hangry. I can't even function without this. I can't even pay attention because I need to eat. Yeah, because you're, we're addicted. We're addicted to, and especially if you don't eat the right way. Yep. The way that food is processed and lots of sugar and lots of fat and lots of salt, right? It's a, it's a hardcore addiction, right? But when you start fasting, you lose your addiction to food. Mm. Food is not the master of you. You're the master of That's right. food. Right, that's the first thing I noticed. I said, I sometimes forget to eat. Yeah, I'm like oh, and I'm not dead. I'm not like withering away. You know what I mean? I still eat what I need to, and, and and I'm plant based, so I eat good stuff. But I, the first thing I realized is fasting. Not only did it help me lose weight, not only did it help me feel better, it helped me get rid of my addiction to food. Mm. It gave me a better relationship to food, and like you said, we have to eat. Every single day. Like, yeah. I mean, you can probably go a couple of days without it, but after that, you need to eat something, right? But never in the world, in our history, have we eaten so much. That's right. Have we consumed so much, starting from when we wake up? And people talk about, oh, well, our ancestors were like that. Well, no, not really. No. Our, our ancestors were probably hunting most of the time, active. Yep. When they did eat, it was a small portion. They shared it with the whole village, right? And most of it was fruits, nuts, grains, and whatever they could gather. You know and, what I mean? And, and on top of that, back in the early days, because this is what I was doing. I was doing raw fruits, raw vegetables, and nuts. My friend, my god brother, love him to death. He's a Muslim. Mm. He did Ramadan mm. and was eating one time a day, but whatever he wants. Mm. The difference between what he was doing, because we went on this together. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. We, the difference is, is that if he's looking forward to that steak, when he can eat between that window, that steak, that cookie, that cupcake, and that soda, that's no longer there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when eating one time a day, that's fasting versus hunger. Mm-hmm. This is fasting versus craving. Because if you can eat anything you want as much as you want, you know, like the raw, yeah. you know, and he was having some problems with it, you know what I'm saying? But we gonna get that burrito tonight, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he had he had to look forward to it. So, so you're doing it f- just for your health and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. Okay. I think you said it best, though. Okay. Yeah. Also, I think with the whole self control thing, like a lot of us are emotional eaters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whenever I do it, I lose um, cravings to sugar because whenever I'm like tired or not in the mood, I won't want sugar. Yeah. So whenever I do this fast, the the juice cleanse actually. Um, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a total reset and next time I eat like an actual meal it makes me more uh, uh, mindful mm-hmm. mindful and like you said about clarity as well uh, for some reason I feel more connected to my to my brain and to my body it's like a good uh, a good relationship overall definitely. you know it's definitely a practice it's not always gonna be easy yeah. you know well and, you know you know what it's crazy because like when I first started right I was like, and I've done this, I've done this in spurts throughout, you know, like about a year span. Mm-hmm. I can never get past, like, I've been trying 40 days, but I can't get past day 10. Day 10 is really rough. Mm-hmm. I think I probably did 12 days at the most of just raw fruits, nuts, and vegetables. But I was going to say is that um, people don't read labels. Mm-hmm. If you ever, like, if you tell somebody, you know, why don't you do this for a day? Why don't you eat what you want to eat? And if you can't pronounce what it is on the back, at least 
if there's three things like xanthan gum or yeah. maladextrose, uh, some BS like yeah. that, yeah. then put it down then. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And, and then I was going to say this real quick before I forget. Back in the day, this is what people don't realize is that, remember when they used to hunt for their food? Yeah. Well, the food was also hunting them too. <laughs> people don't talk about that. Like, say, like, you wanted to go eat, like, a big uh, tiger or something like that or a buffalo or something like that. The very thing that you was trying to hunt had the pop, the capabilities of killing you, too. Yeah, yeah. So the mind frame was different. Mm. You always got to be in shape. Yeah. You can't go in there lazy like we was no. talking about. You respect it, too. Yeah. For sure. Because you took a life with your own hands, and you're like, man, even though it's an animal, it's like, this is giving me life. I took yours to give me life, so I respect you. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And they ain't gonna wear the coat too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's switch gears now because uh, I know you have uh, your own podcast and you also yeah. have your you're also a musician, a rapper, right? That's right. So let's talk about your podcast and your music. Okay. Excuse me. The podcast is um. The music actually helped me get into the podcast. Let's do the music first. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do the music first. The music I've been rapping since I've been a little kid. Okay. You know, like about 13 and a half, 93 till infinity. Yeah, yeah, my kind of souls of mischief. I, I remember I, them, yeah. I know three of them. Oh, you do? I know three of them. So would the, you say music is your passion? Huh? Would you say that's your passion? I would say it's not my passion. Okay. I would say I like it. I would say just engaging and talking to people is one of my passions. I think music is under the umbrella of that. Okay, mm. I like, you know, cracking jokes. I, that's not my passion all the way, but it's like, I like to make people feel good. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, and rapping does make me feel good and people feel good. Okay. So it's your form of making people feel good. Yes. Okay. And that's, so are that's you passionate about making people feel yes. good? Okay. Yes, all I am right. passionate about putting a smile on people's face <laughs> and making people feel good. There yes. You, go. you certainly right. have done that with... Three of us here. Yeah. Not right. just not just us, but also Hatem. Yeah, Hatem. You're the only one that got him engaged. <laughs> got got him laughing. So yeah, yeah. So so yeah. That's what I like doing. Mm. That's what I like doing. And I started when I was 13. Okay. 13. I eventually started getting kind of good around. I'm gonna say 19. I feel like I was really good at 19. And um, I've been just doing music, and then I end up doing some music with my. In summer school, a tenth grade, I used to do graffiti. So one of my good friends, um, Wiz, he, we was, we was good friends. And then later on, and we always stayed in touch. He rapped, I rapped. Everybody was rapping in yeah. school and stuff like that. I took it serious. I started up my own group, and when I was eighteen, with my god brother called the Rich Peasants. Oh, there you go. So we moron. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So we used to we used to travel and stuff like that. Rich peasant mean, you know, because we black. Yeah. No matter how rich we get, you know, the powers yeah. that be gonna say this motherfucker's still a peasant. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So shout out to all my brothers from the rich peasants. We had some good times and I made music, you know, some underground demos that start catching wave in Oakland and stuff like that. My fan base is building up. So we is told. Mr. Fab, you ever heard of Mr. Fab? Yeah, I love yes. Mr. Fab. Mr. Fab told me to hook up with this guy named Jason. Mm -hmm. Jason, me and Jason said, yeah, man, I'm Jason. But Jason is Trackademics. Oh, okay. So me and Trackademics got cool. He knew Wiz, and he said, you know, Lawrence, you gonna, we going to be in a group called the Honor Roll. Mm -hmm. Trackademics later on in, like, 2008, I'm just giving you a brief from, like, yeah, yeah. you know. He, he, uh... Made the Tell Me When To Go remix, so he blew up with that. And end oh, up, wait, I love that song. The, the remix? That sounds like opera. We go dumb, we go dumb, dumb. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. anyway. But I mean, it's big, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Trackademics, okay. Yeah, Trackademics, so he did that. He got a deal with Fools Go Records. Fools Go Records, the DJ is A-Track, and um, Nick Catch Dubs, I think one of them used to DJ for Kanye West. Oh, wow. And they end up... They end up finding Kid Cuddy. You ever heard of Killer Mike? Mm -hmm. No, but I heard Killer Kid Mike. Cuddy. Yeah. Killer Mike is on the label. A uh, few people that you may know here and there. Killer Mike mm -hmm. is with Run the Jewels uh, with somebody else. Yeah, she grew up in the East Bay, so. Okay, gotcha. I listened to a lot of hip hop growing up. And... So, Kid Cuddy, I know y'all know Kid yeah. Cuddy, Day and Night. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. So, so Trackademics later on, like in 2016, he played their music and they put some of my stuff on there. And that's what ended up happening. 
And uh, we went to the day off, Foods Go day off tour. I did not rap, but I was backstage with everybody. <clears throat> Had a good time. And then they said uh, that that show, The Shy, about Chicago on Showtime, they wanted to use one of my songs for there. So that's one of my highlights. So they put wow. up one of my songs for the EP on there. That's awesome. So that's Congrats, like a 25, yeah. that was 27 years in one while. Wow. So that's you've been awesome. rapping for 27 years. It's been keeping me out of trouble. Wow. So you had you had something to uh, express yourself creatively, Definitely. yeah. And then you were also fulfilled because you were making people happy, yeah. And it and you know I mean it's just like you need things to do, right? Mm-hmm. Kids, especially black kids, need something to do, or just people of color in the inner city need something to do. Mm-hmm. Let's say I, say idle hands is, are the hands of the devil or something like that. Exactly, because yeah. like say like um you don't have anything to do. You know what you're thinking about? Trouble. Yeah, all day. They say where where they say where um, there's no emptiness, right? Like it feels like it's empty between us, but there's oxygen, there's air, there's mm-hmm. right? So our brains are inherently negative. So if we're not filling it with something positive, it's gonna fill up with negative. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, sports or uh, uh, some type of creative hobby or vice keeps you focused on something, so you're not distracted by all the noise, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's kind of kind of what music was for you. Definitely. And then, so how'd you end up in the podcast? The podcast, the podcast, the podcast. I stopped drinking. I just stopped drinking. Like, I think I was four months in or something. I said, God, you know, I need you to help me out, you know, with this entertainment thing. You mm-hmm. know? So my friend, I am Sue, he called me, he said, man, you could, you know, come to my show or something like that. And I'm like, okay, this is just the first call. You know, the things are just looking up. I think he's doing I am summer. And a few people said, Lawrence, man, cause I have an Instagram page where, I post things every day and it builds up momentum. It's like a daily speech and I end it with my catchphrase. Come on, you know what I want. And they love this shit, right? Mm -hmm. So then somebody said, hey, L, man, I think you need to do a podcast. So a bunch of people was telling me to do a podcast because I guess that's the thing now. Mm -hmm. So one day, my friend Marcus that I went to elementary school with, he's like my cousin, said, hey, man, Steve, want to highlight you? I'm like, who is Steve, man? He said, man, you know Steve. You know, Instagram, you know, we all know hella Steve, Steve who, job, <laughs> Steve Francis, you know, <laughs> brother Steve, Steve. So yeah. I got him. I said, I know him. He said, I told you. So when I met him, he presented me the opportunity to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. The cold part about it is he had all the stuff. Yeah. The cameras, the this, the place, the mm-hmm. this. I feel like Jesus was at the supper, the last supper, and he just said, come sit down. Everything was just already ready. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah wow and so so where is that headed now what's the future for you i'm just working hard working hard. i'm working hard uh-huh. staying out of trouble trying to do trying to do the best i can do okay and uh are you going to continue to to do your music and also to do the podcast yeah for sure we got a music studio at the at the podcast but i have i don't really lay too much music all the time because i'm always so busy working and stuff like that right and I like to record, but I really like to perform at festivals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And right mm-hmm. now that's kind of been put on yeah. the back burner. So I got to record though. Okay. To make the podcast do what it's supposed to do, I got to record more songs to put them out to build popularity right. in me to make the brand look right, better. Right. Yeah. That's just that's just what I got to do. You got to make it happen. Right? Yeah. Any way possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we, we go to our last... Uh, Last part of the podcast. Yeah, have you ever played the Ouija board? Oh no. my gosh! And this this question, the the, the last episode, last episode I got super who, creeped out when who, he was uh, talking about the Ouija board. Uh, okay, communicates tell me. with spirits, and huh? the Ouija board actually connected him, and so that's why he stopped. You know what's crazy? I don't know what made me ask you that. Yeah, wait, wait. I don't know. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know what the man, the last man sitting there was talking to us about that. that well, was, no, I haven't. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost did, but I actually uh, overslept while my friends, I actually grew up, I grew up in the Philippines until I was 10 years old. Okay. It was like a real neighborhood. Like you guys were talking about everybody knew each other. One day, like, oh, yeah, let's go play with the Ouija board. I overslept, I guess, obviously for a good reason. I shouldn't have been there anyway. Um, they someone farted, so they stopped playing the <laughs> game. That was the best fart ever. He protected all. <laughs> they had it all in like divine, a folder. Protection. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm glad I was protected. Uh, <laughs> I overslept. I shouldn't be there anyway. But anyway, that, that's my story with the Ouija board. So <laughs> far, <a> protected <laughs> from communicating. They yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, the thing about it, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Watch this. Wow, be damned. <laughs> so my thing is this. When people play the Ouija board, right? What do you expect? Like, what if it does everything that you want it to do? Now, where do we go now? The problem is, is that people be doing things, but they don't want the whole outcome. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want nothing that I can't turn off. You know, during (laughs) doing this, during this whole fast, like I'm not eating cookies, sugar and stuff like that. That alone is letting me know that I can't even have a drink of alcohol if I can't even control no cookies. Mm, By the way, good job on turning down the cookies. Man. That was a test. Well, well, it's some some monetary things going on because me and my buddy got a... uh, a seven, uh, a seven, uh, seven dollars a day. But I mean, I, I would. That's good accountability. Yeah, you know, mm. in order to achieve something, accountability is important because mm-hmm. we always let ourselves down. Yeah, we're so good at giving ourselves the excuses of why we don't need to do it. That's the devil. Yes, but when we put somebody else in the picture, mm-hmm. you can't let that other person down, or they'll or they'll check you, or they'll put they'll hold you accountable. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's awesome, and you know, I hope you continue on this journey of healing you know the best thing you could have ever done for your kids is to break the generational curse yeah now you might have to face it in the future but at least now you can be that example because kids don't do what you say they do what you do that's right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so now your son if or whatever if any of your kids and future kids decide to maybe go down that route you could say child this is what i did i broke the curse do not continue right but if you're still doing it it's going to continue because there's no, there's no, what's it called? Moral authority. there. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you for breaking the generational curse. Right. And now working on your health and continuing to go out there and make people happy. That remind me of when Jay-Z said this, Hove did that. So hopefully you won't have to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. So now, so now you did it. Right. For so, sure. So you're, you're focusing on generational blessings. Are you just going to continue amplifying that? generations and generations for sure yeah yeah saying no to that cookie for that's, sure that's right <laughs> that's a step and it seems like such a small thing but it's not yeah it's not it's mm-hmm. not it's not the little victories add up to the big victory that's right it's practice yeah 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 you know i mean anyways uh you're doing a good thing uh you're awesome i'm glad we met you right yeah you know and definitely never stop doing podcasts I, yeah. i've only seen maybe half of the episode and i was very engaged and yeah you kept asking a lot of questions and yeah you're you're the you have the personality of it and i appreciate you because i could see the struggle with trying to be the host and be the guest you know you what know, I mean? You know, and I appreciate you because you 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 did it. So so I appreciate that. You know what? Thank you. You know, yeah. and I'm glad I came out. I'm yeah. really glad I came out. Y'all got a good thing going on. You know, Thank you. we're not done. Oh yeah, trust me. We have we always finish off with a segment we call Joe's Six Questions. Oh, Joe has some deep question she's about to ask you because we would like to hear your opinion on this so okay i'll cool. hand it right over to her and uh, yeah is there anything else you want to say no we... okay <laughs> no you're yeah. awesome you're you're hilarious <laughs> okay um i guess my number one question is what's your number one wish for the world my number one wish for the world mm. is equality mm. Everyone has a different answer. I love it. I ask the same question to different guests. Do you think we'll ever reach that level of equality? Only if they find themselves. You know, that's true. Because we're all, we're all the same. We're all, we all come from the same place. You know, whether, whatever you believe. Heaven, God, whatever. You know what I mean? Someone said it best. If you slice both of our arms off, it's, it's going to be the same thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. We bleed the same, the same muscles, nerves, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're we all, have we're all a heart. We have a brain skull. And we yeah. all eat. We but all the shit. Part, but the but the Or fart. fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all, the same, we all do the same shit. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. fart saved your life. Yeah. Exactly. From being Spiritually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that a spirit? No, that was a wind. <laughs> <laughs> so was just, 
Divine flatulence right there. <laughs> because like somebody has to believe that they're actually equal to be equal. Mm-hmm. You could tell somebody all day, like you could be dealing with somebody, right? A basketball player. And he doesn't think or she doesn't think that they're equal to the rest of the team, right? But they could be the best on the team. If they don't believe it, then it's going to take a longer time for them to actually reach the plateau mm-hmm. that they need to reach. Gotcha. I got it. I, I, get, I get it. That Quality. Sense. Love that. Um, if you if you were an animal, what would it be and why? Octopus. Why? Because I'm mysterious. <laughs> I am mysterious. <laughs> no, that, I'm born in October. It's my favorite sea animal. That's oh. not a that's not a mammal, of course. That's my favorite animal. Mm. It 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 um it's shapeable. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, like it can squeeze through cracks. It is it's kind of a loner. Yeah. Very it blows ink too. and mm. very intelligent. Thank you. Yeah. I'm saying it like I'm one already. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. LD's but, uh, the octopus. Octopus. But uh can I just give you my other two real quick? Yeah, sure. But if I was a bird. Mm. I will be an owl. Thank you. Night owl. <laughs> okay. That's Ooh. it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Night owl. You, you would appear like once a month. Is it, isn't that what they do? Yeah, <laughs> like, they, just very chill, they just chill in the tree and go. Yeah. yeah. It's enough. It's, <laughs> hey, but did you know that, you know what owls do that's crazy? What? Turn their head backwards. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that is creepy. <laughs> do you play the Ouija board? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Nope. That is I creepy. was discouraged over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't want to start something I, I cannot I, finish. You know I what I mean? You can't turn it off. Yeah. Wow. Woo. I heard too many stories about that. Anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. So if you had 48 hours left to live, what is the first and the last thing you would do? I don't like to speak negativity over my life, so I can't answer that. Okay. Fair enough. Mm, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That means I'm going to have to have another question. Yeah. Then, that's the case. Hey, it's all good. Like that. Okay. Uh, how would you like to be remembered? I could answer that. <laughs> there you go. I would like to be answered in my, uh, I would like to be, uh, remembered. I would like to be remembered mm-hmm. how I am. You're very funny. Just how I am. Yeah. I don't want it to be like, you know, I think highlighting would be good. But in reality, where I'm trying to actually get, I want to be remembered as a great person. Mm. I've been to funerals where people be like, man, he was an angel. And I'm like, he wasn't an angel. (laughs) (laughs) We loved him, but that, you know, the devil was an angel. Yeah, yeah. It's real. Yeah, It is. Yeah, I want to be remembered like how I am. However, people see you. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, they could highlight the good things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some ways or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. I mean, for I'm, sure. I'm not like the black Nazi or nothing around this motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, I'm be all right, though. You go yeah. to Oakland and they be like, hey, you know Lawrence? They be like, oh, man, that's my partner, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what do he do now? <laughs> <laughs> he was on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He did great. Yeah. I like that answer. Actually. He broke a generational curse. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. It really made my mother proud. That's awesome. I love that. Really, in the end, like, as kids, we really just want to make our parents proud. Mm-hmm, we Usually, do. You know? mm-hmm. Even though I don't listen to what they say, mm-hmm. I yeah. do my own thing, you always want that kind of like, okay, we're proud of you. It's, well, see, they're good the, parents. That's, that's the zigzag, zig effect, though. Okay. <laughs> the so you z- just kind of zigzag, zig on me, so. The zigzag, zig is this. The letter Z, right? Have you ever noticed that the top of the Z looks just like the bottom of the Z? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The top of the Z is when you're like a baby and need to be taken care of. The bottom of the Z is like when you're old and need to be taken care of. The middle mm-hmm. part is where you are now. Oh. All the things that you learn before you get to that middle part, like pre, like, like, let's just say like, look both ways before you cross the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get to that middle part, you stop doing those things. Right. Because you become your own thing. And eventually when you don't have the physical abilities no more, you go back to the principles yeah. that you someone's once learned. Someone's taking care of you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I saw that with my dog. She was seventeen and a half years old, mm. and she just passed away. But in her last few years, I was taking care of her, like I was taking care of an old, like an older person. Yeah, like a caretaker because she had kidney failure and Damn. She was just, she's just old. But I started to realize something you said. 
if you're old and you're sick, you better have somebody that's there to take care of you or, or someone that wants to take care of you. Because if you don't, you're either going to pass away very soon or your last years are going to be miserable. Yeah, I know. Because, like, you know, I waited on her hand and foot, but then I started to think about a human or like like me or like mm-hmm. somebody else, like mm-hmm. my parents. Like, like when you're like you said, when you're back on the zig, mm-hmm. you can't you can't sometimes you can't even wipe your own self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I never get to that point. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you don't have someone that really loves you enough to to devote their life to take care of you, it's going to be rough. Because even though you might not have nobody to wipe your butt, guess what? You can still fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Uh, Facts. Facts. Bliss Seekers Podcast. <laughs> We're all about farting. By the way, nobody farted here yeah. during this session. Praise so. God. Yeah. Nobody has farted during our podcast. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. We've had really know. countless hours of podcasting. Nobody's actually, well, <laughs> we haven't smelt it. <laughs> so, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone let him out, but thank God it didn't sneak up to the podcast room. <laughs> You'd be like, dang. Anyways, we digress. Let's get back All to right. it, right? Um, so since you're, you are in your health journey, your health game, yes. um, what are some of the advices you would give to someone who doesn't even know what to eat or like, uh, like, Let's say someone's diabetic, okay. like y- yourself. What advice would you give someone who's a newbie in this in this path? Oh, you know what I mean. As far as being a diabetic, right? The first thing that I would say is look in the mirror, right? Mm. The worst part about being a diabetic is that you don't feel anything, mm. right? Mm. You don't feel bad. Mm. It's just something that somebody tells you. So, the average diabetic has probably been walking around diabetic before they've been like. It's not like cancer where yeah. somebody's hair is gone or this like. You like, actually, it's like silent exactly okay i would say coming grips with the fact that you are diabetic and remember that you got to get on top of this mm. find out as much as you can about anything that you need to and then start doing some of the studies yeah mm. start doing some of the studies mm-hmm. it's going to be frustrating because everything that you once loved no you can't no longer have that to the capacity that you want mm. i mean i'm a 215 to 20 pound man i don't want to eat a small fry. Mm. Who do you want to eat a small fry? Mm. Who wants to eat a donut hole? <laughs> that's playing. I mean, you got to get away from it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty intelligent though. It's like basically just, just be, uh, be, uh, real with yourself. It's so hard, though. Yeah, objective mm-hmm. reality. Because out here, you know, we, we get to do whatever. I mean, this is the land of the free. You know yeah. what my professor mm-hmm. said? America is the only country where the fat people are poor. No, the poor people are fat. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's upside down some, yeah. in some ways, right? You know, both my grandfathers died from diabetes. That's why I made those health changes as far, oh. as, as, far as what I was, because my father, I remember my grandfather when I was young, he had no legs because of gangrene from diabetes. So my dad saw that. And when I was a teenager, he started to try to change, make health changes because we, we both understood that if we continue with our traditional way of eating and we're, that's our future, right? That's kind of like the way we're going to go, right? So that's the only reason that I switched to being plant-based is because I didn't want to end up like my, my grandfather's, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think you're on the right path as far as this fasting and, and eating like that. Because mm-hmm. you can, uh, they've said, and you can do your own research, a plant-based diet has been known to reverse or at least slow down and manage diabetes. Yeah. Uh, it actually reverses and, and prevents 14 of the 15 major Western chronic illnesses. And you know what? Do you know where the Temple of God is? Temple of God is that in Jerusalem? Oh, it's you. It's you. Oh, I'm yeah. like Jerusalem. Yeah, okay. And it might be, it's in your body, but a big part of it is in your mind. Right. Mm. That's why. What is this part of your head called? Temple. Ah, temple. Wow. Your thoughts. That. Yeah. Yes. What do you think about? You know, I like saying that. Chocolates. When my girlfriend get on my nerves, say, "Baby, what do you think? I think about what I'm thinking." <laughs> she gets annoyed. She does. Oh yeah, but it's true. But it is though. So temple. yeah, mm-hmm. your temple, your temple, like 
is your body and you got to be careful what you put in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you made a good point. Cause if you eat healthy and you exercise, but it's all messed up up here, you're still not healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all of it. It's 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 a whole. It's like not only do you have to train and discipline your your body, what you're consuming, or your muscles, but also your mind. Obviously, yeah, you got to train your mind. Do you know the difference between your brain and your mind? Uh, n- no. Your, your brain, <laughs> brain op- is your brain operates brain. Your body, like the functions, but your mind is is like your subconscious, your soul, your. Um, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but the brain is kind of like the the hardware and the mind is like the software. Yeah. Your brain is the car, right? Your mind is where it goes and how good it works. Does it need a new transmission? Mm -hmm. Can it stop on a dime? Right. How quick can it reverse? Remember? (laughs) Wow. So your brain is what makes you fart. Your mind is how you react. After the car. <laughs> Brain is the car. Okay. Interesting. I'm like writing notes. There you go. Okay. Um. Okay. So. I asked that. Okay. One, two. Sorry, I had to count. Two, it's all three, good. four. Okay. What's your? Maybe you already answered this question. What's your purpose in life? Huh? Maybe you already answered that. But my purpose in life is to. I don't know, be a shining light for God or the most high. Mm-hmm. All right. And do the best that I can do being that. Yeah. And realizing that um that you're going to fall short, but you can't get distracted and thinking that's just you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing don't divine, I mean, define you. Right. One thing Even though mean. there are senior moments in life. I knew this guy, right? Sitting there working at my job. My manager, I loved him so much. He said, hey, man, uh, you got a gun? Said, what? I said, man, you know where I can get a gun? I said, no, nah, man. I'm like, what the fuck you up? He's yeah. a manager making all this money. He just beat cancer. Oh. I, somebody called me. Hey, man, such and such, man, got into a, it's an accident, man. He ended up trying to kill his his lady at the time and end up killing his uh, self because I guess his woman was having an affair or something like that. Oh, damn. And then at the funeral, the dad said he was a great guy. I'm just sorry that his senior moment was like that. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. It is. Yeah. Especially when somebody asks you personally for something like that, like to assist them in that. Well, thank God you didn't have one. <laughs> Divine protection senior again. Senior moment. Holy For sure. Crap. Yeah. That's more than a senior moment, right? Mm. But, um, yeah. Well, again, uh, where can they find you? Oh. oh. I have one more question. Oh, yeah. One more question. Oh. I don't know Sorry. how to count. It's, yeah, all, okay. yeah, it's all good. Okay. Um, I think that this last question just came up to me. I think, uh, uh, this is, I think it's a good one. Um, like, wh- what does power mean to you? How do you define power? Mm. Power means control. Power means control, and I think it's different levels of it, but uh, power means control. That's what it means to me. Mm-hmm. How would you like to use your own power? Engaging people. making, Putting smiles on people's face. You know what? This dude said, Lawrence, I'm going to use one cuss word on this, okay? Just it's all good. Yeah, that's fine. I'll never forget this. I was on my lunch and I was drinking on lunch. I used to walk from the back of the store, you know what I'm saying? Not inside, but outside. I had an hour lunch, so I'd go outside, go to the liquor store and drink. So I see my partner and he drinks every day like me. He said, what's up, L? I said, what's up, man? He said, man, you all right, man? You seem a little down. I said, yeah, man. uh, Man, I'm short on my rent, but I'm waiting on this check to come because the company said they could help me out. He said, nigga, God ain't going to leave you out. And I'm thinking, what does this nigga know about God? Mm -hmm. He said, I said, what? He said, man, you a good nigga. (laughs) He said, I was on the way to go kill somebody. But you came around making me laugh. I forgot I was even mad at that motherfucker. Man, God ain't going to leave you out. Wow. Wow. And guess what? He was right. 
The check came. Wow. <laughs> and I'll never doubt that man again. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I'm glad God didn't leave you out of our podcast. Yeah, that too. Sure. You know what I mean? And uh, anyone ever tell you you kind of sound a little bit like DMX? No. no yes. Some people have said I have my ways. Yeah. Like sometimes you can sound can like DMX. The yeah. DMX? Yeah. 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 So who said this? You you in the hip hop, right? Yeah. Who said this? And on the school, we bumped on the first mother with the wrong shit on. Now the whole shit changed and we don't even kick it. Got a big money scheme. And you ain't it. Who said that? I DMX. know who that is. It's, who said it? It's someone else. It's Tupac. Tupac. That's Tupac? Oh, I ain't mad at you. I just did it in DMX voice. Uh, <laughs> oh. You tricked me. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, the lyric sounds familiar, yeah. but it's not DMX. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was Tupac. Okay. Mm. By the way, Biggie was my favorite rapper of all time. Why does every... You know what's crazy about soulmates? You know how people say soulmates are people that you love so much? Yeah. They're also people that are your arch rival, too, because they can't talk... You can't talk our about this person without mentioning that person they go together i think biggie and tupac have been molded together for history they are you can't mention one without talking about the other very shortly after Mm. and it's always um especially if you grew up in the 90s for sure yeah but it's always from an advert adversarial standpoint first Mm. that's how you know that that's a that's an adversarial soulmate like you can't talk about magic johnson an hour without mentioning Larry Bird. Right. But I have respect for both. Like, mm-hmm. I love both. But, yeah, anyways, it doesn't even matter. Well, you know what's crazy about soulmates, though? Your adversarial soulmate, all your soulmates still want to see you at your best. Yeah. I truly believe they both had a lot of love for each other. It was kind of like a, a best friend relationship that was, or like a, like a, like you said, like a soulmate relationship that was kind of ripped apart because of the industry, because of everything, because yeah. of the East Coast, West Coast. When really... If they were allowed to live how they should have lived, I mean, they could have, I don't know, who knows where their music would be today. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where their music and maybe even rap music in general would be today. You know, Definitely. Like, uh, you know, Tupac was just a, a, a prophetic poet and Biggie was just the lyrical yeah, genius. The you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, but that was taken away. You know what I mean? You know what? Before we get out of here, I want to clear up something between the Biggie and the West Coast. It wasn't East Coast versus West Coast. Mm. It was Bad Boy versus Death Row. Right. But Yeah, that makes sense. Because they loved Biggie in Oakland. I mean, Too Short was on Biggie's double disc, but he wasn't on All Eyes on Me, but he did love Tupac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tupac... Or I, I don't know if he loved him, but I know they did yes. music together. And didn't Tupac get his start on the on the East Coast? He got his start on the... He used to be named MC New York. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean... They got caught up in, in, in the hype. But, you know, it's funny. It, you're right. It was the the guys behind those two record labels that mm. their their drama or whatever or their power, power. Yeah. caused them to lose their two golden gooses, basically. Yeah. By the way, I have a funny story. I, I don't know if you know, but uh, Suge Knight actually protected me from getting killed one time in L.A. You? Yeah, it's a funny what? story. I don't think anybody ever. No, so you never is, told this anybody. This is hilarious, but it's true. So back when I lived in Southern California, like between 2001 and 2000, so I was divorced. So it was like 2007 to 2008-ish. My cousin was tall. She used to be very pretty. She dated like a lot of like black guys, but ballers. Okay. I'm talking about like she was dating Corn Maggetti. She was dating this other baller that owned like an insurance company. And so there was this club called Shag. I think it was Shag. And, 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 and it was baller night, right? Floyd Mayweather Jr. was there. And I, she's like, let's go. And I'm like, Erica, I'm not going there. Do you see me? Like, I don't fit in there, right? Like, I don't want no trouble. I, I just don't have a good feeling about this. That's right. Yeah, and she's like, come on, we're just going to go for a little bit because we were coming back from downtown LA because I had my own real estate office there and we were coming back. And I'm like, all right, fine. <clears throat> like, just stay by the bar and watch. Our, we were watching our drunk coworker, right? So I'm sitting there, minding my business. 
Freaking Floyd Mayweather Jr. is there with the freaking diamond thing, probably worth 750000 There's Bentleys in the front and everything. Minding my business, and all of a sudden, I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around, there's a straight thug, like Raiders jersey, leather jacket. Him. He goes, hey, man. He goes, why you keep bumping into me? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even know I was bumping into you. So if I did, I apologize. Like, I don't want no trouble. And at the time, my cousin was talking to Suge, because Suge was always trying to get with my cousin. But she, my cousin was smart. She would keep Suge as like a, a good friend, but would never cross the line because she knew once you cross the line as one of his his women, like he owned you, like you couldn't do nothing, right? Power, power, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I was like, come on. And then his two friends turned around and they started walking towards me. I go, he goes, nah, man. He goes, that's not cool. I was like, oh crap, I'm about to get stabbed, shot, whatever, right? And then my cousin looks and she runs over and she goes. Hey, break it up. And then Suge walks up. He goes, let me handle this. He turns around. He goes, do we have a problem? The guy goes, nope. And turns around. And they do not look at me. The He's like, you'll be fine. And he walks away. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It's been all over the place. I was like, okay, I know you killed Biggie and Tupac, but I love you, man. Thank you so much. Nobody looked in my direction the rest of the night. Those guys didn't even turn around. And it was hell, it was heck of funny. Like, uh, so we're outside. This this guy buys the whole bouquet of flowers for my cousin, and gives it to her, and then Suge walks up. He goes, "That's my girl." He goes, "Oh man, can't talk to nobody around here." And he throws <laughs> off all mad. That's hella funny. Suge, thank you so much. Wherever you're at, shout out to Suge yeah. in the death row, baby. Yeah. But he he actually, <laughs> I don't know what would happen that night, but I had some divine protection. Protection. And it was he used Suge Knight. It went through Suge, and, and I'm alive today and, and healthy because of Suge Knight. For sure. Yeah. Or should I say, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Anyways, hey, Lawrence, it was amazing having you. Um, yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Lawrence, the one, L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E-T-H-E-O-N-E. All right. You can find me on Spotify, L, capital L-D-double-E-Z-L-D-E-E-Z. And we'll leave it all in the description below, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit that notification bell so it lets you know when the next video comes out. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure, man. And I, So I, many laughters. Yeah. And, I got, and I have to say something at the end. Okay. Yeah. Come on, you know what I want. Follow your bliss. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal has always become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, Maroni Silva's band, A Dead Desire, on YouTube. That song is called The Mantra. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.